Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nishan Rossap here alongside Warren Hayes and hello, hello, Alex Pawlowski. It is January 15, 2020. This is the Wednesday Night War podcast. I know some of you are going to say, Sean, what the heck? Where's the list in your boy? Where's the list goes on? Well, thanks to another producer issue in Toronto, my audio didn't record. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to end up fighting every producer that Jimmy hires. Uh, Melissa and I have fought multiple times. Brady already hit the bricks. Now it's now it's me and Camillo, apparently. Uh, but I'm going to drop a special Fightful Select newscast on Thursday. But hey, if you want your news fix, fortunately we have a new podcast for you. Joe Holbert and our lead wrestling writer, Jeremy Lambert, bring you the Distraction Podcast every Thursday night. Make sure you guys check that out. But hey, I'm going to get my plugs out of the way. Thursday, April 2nd, 4 p.m., Coppertail Brewery in Tampa. I got an event, guys. Can you believe it? Sean Rossap served tall by primetime <laughs> pro wrestling hot dog. I've already asked Okada to quit New Japan and work my show. How's I'm that doing, going? Uh, well, he, he didn't respond. But okay. the fact is I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing what I can. You'll hear more about this event in the coming weeks. There will be a ticket announcement Saturday. Primetime pro wrestling presents... Sean Rossap, Serve Tall, Copper Tail Brewery, Thursday, April 2nd, 4 p.m., Tampa, Florida. I cannot believe this is really happening. Jesus <laughs> H. Christ. Also, over on Fightful Select, I have dropped the Q&A podcast as a make good for this week's Listen Your Boy. I'm doing a bonus Q&A next week on Select, all Royal Rumble questions. But let's go ahead and get into it, guys. One word, who won? I say NXT. Alex, what do you say? NXT. Warren? NXT. Which one of you covered which? I did A-dubs. Well, uh, let's say you're not batting lead off tonight. Okay. Needless, <laughs> needless to say, uh, Alex, uh, NXT wins every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't win in the ratings. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's, it's, it's weird. We, we say that NXT wins to me. To give away the game a little bit, the more I pause before revealing that it's NXT shows my hand in how close I thought it was. Sure. I want to give AEW credit. Like, last week was a stinker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This week was so much better. Now, it wasn't nearly as beachy as I would have liked the bash to be, but it was still so much better than last right. week. I want to give them credit. But NXT is coming out with, like, these... these um these dusty classic matches are Shoot. off the charts. A, gr- a great battle royal. All this stuff that like really made this that that triple threat cruiserweight number one contenders match. Like the the in the in ring work of NXT is so off the charts good that AEW needs like crazy awesome promos and stuff. And their match their their match work is also very good, but it's not at the NXT level. It's just a weird point. Like I love. A lot of the stuff I see on AEW, but to me, NXT is the tops. I'd just like to throw in that uh, two things. First of all, Alex, goddamn you for for stealing my line about the bash not being as beachy as I wanted it to be. So, but uh, and I'm the guy who covered it. Uh, but the, the, I think the main issue. I want to. We should make, underscore this. 
AEW is far from being a bad wrestling program. True. Uh, if we if we take away what happened last week, which I which was a misfire ultimately, uh, they've been putting on great shows. Two weeks ago, they put on the best show they had the entire their the, since they started their run, which was fantastic. The matches aren't as consistent throughout the card as it is with NXT. I think that's just the main issue. NXT, regardless of the match you get, you're you're always it's not always as obvious or predictable. And even if it is, there's always an element to it that makes it really, really entertaining to watch. AEW tonight had some great matches, but had a couple which were it just yeah. need a little more gas, uh, then, which wasn't the case with NXT. We'll, we'll talk more about what I think AEW needs a little bit later in their, their TV deal. Uh, you know how we'll often say Raw would be a great two-hour show? I feel like AEW would be a great one-hour show in, in that regard, and uh, we'll get to that later. But Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, the Broserweights, defeated South Wales subculture to advance in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. Uh, this was not the first time that Riddle and Dunn have teamed. They teamed a couple times last month on live events. That chemistry apparently did not take long to form, Alex. Jesus Christ. They got yeah. something special together. Oh, my God. Listen, there's... I When I was playing a WWE video games back in the day, I flat out refused to use any tag team that did not have their own tandem entrance in the video game. And so if you're a real tag team, you have your own tandem entrance with, with a tandem pose and everything. <laughs> and when the Broserweights came out and they did the fist bump on the ramp and they came down and, like, they did the pose with with with, <laughs> with Riddle doing his kneeling shaka bra and, and Bruiserweight punching himself in the jaw with both hands, I was like, I'm done. They got matching gear. Send these guys on to the finals. Make them the next tag champs in NXT. I love these guys together. They have awesome, like, all their tandem, like, moves in the match make complete sense. They've adapted each of their single moves into tandem moves. It's so great. I love these guys so much. The X-Plex powerbomb was the one that stood out to me. Uh, that was unbelievable. I, I haven't seen a lot of teams with this type of chemistry after years and years and years, I don't think I've ever seen a tag team that stepped in their first TV match and had this kind of chemistry. This type, it was, and Southwell subculture were the perfect opponents for them. They were the right size. They, we knew Dunn and Riddle were going to win. We knew they were going to win. But this <laughs> felt like we were watching wow. something special. This is one of the best tag matches I've seen on WWE TV in, in yeah. quite some time. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Um, this, this is, this is my match of the year so far. We are 15 days into it. So I, I expect it to be surpassed at some point, but it won't be easy. Like I, I loved all of this. Like they, this is that I knew South Wales subculture was going to lose, but they sold me a ticket a couple of times because I couldn't believe that first tandem maneuver, the, the X-Plex into the power bomb, flip him up, and then knee at the same time a kick to the back of the head on Andrews. I can't. I could not believe that didn't end it. And I was like, "Oh no, they didn't break that out that move to not win the match with it if they're winning the match." So I was like, I was convinced somehow they were going to retcon all of this stuff and and make it weird. Maybe they'll break up in the match, their first match. I'm so happy that didn't happen. But I love that they got me to doubt myself going into it. Because Southwest Culture, Culture, uh, Webster and, and Andrews are special. I really like those two guys. I think, I think a lot of their stuff, individually and as a team, really works great. Um, and I'm, yeah, this match was so great. So, so many back and forth things. Uh, the kickouts, the hope spots, the, the breakups of pins. The one, the, my favorite thing in the entire match that was near the end where Andrews was going for a, a, a shooting star press, and he, as he came up, he just got decked in the mouth. Yeah, like I've never seen that before. That was that was nuts. That's, that's one of the things I like it. is when I see something that I haven't seen before. That's what stood out. Now, Warren, I know you covered AEW, but any thoughts on the chemistry of of this new team, uh, Dunn and Riddle? 
Is this what you needed to see from Pete Dunne, Sean? Is this the little something that well, you needed to add to Mr. Dunne's character? Yeah, a completely different person. Yeah, probably. There you go. That, <laughs> because I, Rick- I think he, <laughs> I think you have your answer right there. It was. I mean, um, I I got glimpses of the match and I saw the X-plex, X-Plex powerbomb and I just, oh my goodness. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, yeah, at this point, from what I saw and especially from what you guys are, are talking about here, Let's uh, let's get them to the finals. Let's and, make it real. And Riddle even tried to get him to show a little bit of character after that. Uh, we see a video highlighting Undisputed Era's attack on Imperium at NXT TakeOver uh, Blackpool 2. Now, this was the most exciting thing about that entire show. Hey, it, now. It, it was a brand of – hey, it was a good wrestling show for a brand that I struggle to give a shit about at any point. Like, I, I just watched their show, and I'm like, all right, everybody's kind of the same except Walter. Except him, everybody to me like struggles to stand out on the men's side of things. Maybe not the women's as much. Kaylee Ray's a great heel, and Tony is Tony. But uh, we go backstage for an update on Keith Lee. Well, why are we going to an update on Keith Lee? He came out to the ring earlier, talked about his match against Roderick Strong, and gets attacked by Undisputed Era. They then try to break his ankle before he's saved by Tommaso Ciampa. Later on. We see another bit of interaction between these two because we, we don't know what's going on with, with Keith Lee at this point. We don't have a damn clue because Ciampa and Gargana are, are outside and they're rushed by Undisputed Era. We, we, this is, this has been like tied in and out throughout the night, Alex, but it, it served to set up a few things. It served to set up next week's match with Keith Lee and Gargano and Ciampa against Mustache Mountain. At Worlds Collide, which, you know, Worlds Collide would be a fun wrestling show. But as far as a story, I, I'm glad that they took the time to give us a reason for that. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, this also featured Champa coming out to the ring, talking about getting Goldie back. He got attacked by Undisputed Era. Uh, Gargano made the save. You see that look that they share. And I, I dig this because there's been just enough time that keeps passing with these guys where they keep breaking up and you're like, damn it, these two, it's like that couple that you know isn't really good for each other, but they can't stay away from each other. Yeah. This is them. Uh, your thoughts on all this in totality. I thought it was a pretty solid way to, to spend some time. Yeah. Um, this was all really great. I love, I loved a lot of this and the way that they tied everything together through the major players here. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, coming down, he's certainly, uh, hugely over. Um, and he calls out all of Undisputed Era. I love when they come out of the ring, the, the little things. When when they try to pilmanize his his leg in the chair off the top, off the second rope, um, the fact that they have him stretched out with, with one guy on each limb, you know, yeah. like holding him down, otherwise they couldn't get him down. That was really cool touch to add to that. Um, the Gargano and Ciampa thing where they're like, um, what do you say, you know, for old time's sake? Yeah. And I love it. As an, as an antithesis to what you're saying about the couple that's not not really uh, good for each other, I look at them as the couple that you know are going to end up together, even though they keep breaking up and making up over and over and over again. They're very buddy cop movies. Yeah, they, uh, they are. Absolutely. Uh, um, and listen, uh, I know it's only going to be an exhibition type of a show, Worlds Collide. There's a lot of stuff in that match, in that, in that show that I'm like, I can take or leave it. It'll be fun to watch. But like, just as an attraction... DIY back together again to face Mustache Mountain like you know shut up and take my money dot jiff like I'm 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 totally in like let's do this I want to see that match but my favorite part of this whole thing is righteous fury Keith Lee coming out to the parking lot running off um undisputed era just screaming next week next week <laughs> next week to, to the like, that's to the great. buddy cop point, I fully expect Tommaso Ciampa at some point to go, I'm, I'm getting too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, we're, we're gonna see that. But, uh, I'll tell you, not, maybe not a shocker necessarily, since Alex Shelley was announced for ROH dates, WrestleMania weekend, which, uh, I gotta say, dick move by Ring of Honor if they announced that when the, the conclusion of this tournament would happen. But Kushida and Alex Shelley, are beaten by the grizzled young veterans, and I thought it was a good match. I thought it was, as the, as things stand, I don't hate the decision. Alex Shelley showed up in good shape, 
and I love the Grizzled Young Veterans promo afterwards. Yep. Calling the NXT crowd hipsters pretending to know who Alex Shelley were. Uh, Warren, uh, Warren, that was a great touch. Yeah. That was – this is why anyone who's ever watched any of my things, even when I was back on Select doing the NXT UK recaps, I keep telling you guys – Zach Gibson is one of the best mic workers in the company. He is one of the best heels in the company, and he can go. This, I hope that this might be just that line, just that snotty, uh, arrogant uh, slap to the face line. And you know what I liked? Here's what I liked. He just turned on the crowd in the best possible way instead of going down, you Twitter marks or you keyboard warriors. Like, no, no. You full-sale hipsters. I absolutely love it. However, full-sale did show its colors tonight. Not as as knowledgeable as they seem because they couldn't get the Zach Gibson shoe chance. They just couldn't make him happen. Screw you, full-sale. You let me down. Yeah, this this happens after Alex and Kushida tried to shake hands with them. But, uh, Alex, what did you think of the match and and the post-match? Um, well, the matches, uh, I, I think the Grizzly Young Vets are great. I really like, I really like them. I thought they, they got a really, uh, crappy draw in the bracket. I think they could have, <laughs> like, they had some beef with the bracketologists who, who put them in that, that side of the bracket against, uh, what I thought was a certain, uh, victory for the time splitters. Because even if Alex, I didn't expect them to, to, to win this thing, they're in the side of the bracket with UE. But that's the whole thing is you have them beat a great young team in uh, Grizzly Young Vets, former UK, WWE, uh, NXT UK champions. You have them beat them this week. And then next week, you have them not only lose via horrible heel tactics from UE, but have them injure Alex Shelley if he's not going to be around in in a month or so. Like, do that so that builds heat on the guys who are there every week. The guys that you want to see then the next in the finals of the Dusty Classic lose to the Broserweights. Like that's that's good booking. Like doing breaking it off now feels like you got pissed because Alex Shelley got found out that he was going to be in ROH. Like it, it feels like next week was the week to do to to get rid of the time splitters, and then you could have Kushida pissed at at Kyle O'Reilly, and then we get an awesome <laughs> singles match later. You know, yeah, like, I would love to. There's see a lot that. to do. So I would love to That'd see be- that. That being said, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Undisputed Era next week is going to rule. Yeah, it's going to be very good. We see Balor examining tape of Dragunov, who will face at Worlds Collide. That's uh, it's a hell of a matchup, too. God but, damn. But uh, speaking of hell of a matchup, NXT Cruiserweight Championship top contender match. Isaiah Swerve Scott defeated Tyler Breeze and Leo Rush. I, I like them incorporating Leo or Tyler Breeze into the 205 Live brand and the Cruiserweights with uh, Fandango out out of action. It, it's amazing they almost let Leo Rush slip through their fingers. And did he have some maturing to do? Yeah, sure he did. But this guy is so amazing. But I like Isaiah Swerve Scott winning this because he is just one little character development away from clicking on all cylinders, I think. Uh, Alex, like, you you can tell that he's got it. You can tell that eventually, whatever that is, he's going to figure it out. And he's already figured it out in the ring because he's unbelievable. Uh, But this is awesome. Isaiah Swerve Scott wins. You have Angel Garza ringside. This was was wonderful. Yeah, um, we haven't got a chance to talk about it uh, on this show. But um, get well soon to Fondango, who who hurt himself in an episode a few weeks ago doing an amazing – uh, elbow drop off the apron to the floor. Um, but he was white hot. There was a really cool act. Every time they were on, we would talk about it. Beth Phoenix would do some really funny yes. uh, announcement chick. I'm, I'm really upset that that's gone, that we don't get Brizongo for a while, especially when we just got them back. But very pleased they found something for Tyler Breeze to do, putting him on 205 Live last week. And in this match as well, he can still go. I really like I really like Tyler Breeze, but he was never going to win this match. No, Leo Rush is just phenomenal. Like just the stuff that he does, he's so fast, so quick, so many things he can do. Like he he as he's thinking it, you go, no, you're not going to do that, are you? And then he's already done it by the time you finish that sentence. It's amazing. Um, but Swerve Scott is the right guy to win this. 
uh, new blood in this um, in this tag uh, in this cruiserweight title um, uh, contention. I don't know have they announced who the guys from um, UK are going to be who are going to be in it. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, but it's going to be a fatal four way: Garza, uh, Scott, and then two guys from UK and Worlds Collide. That match is going to be all kinds of fun. Um, I don't. I don't think they're going to take the belt off of Garza so early, considering they just turned a babyface. He's got real nice new side plates. Um, but <laughs> like the cruiserweight division is is uh, alive and well in NXT. And during during the night, you had guys like <clears throat> Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali on Twitter, basically begging to be shipped to NXT so they could have matches in the cruiserweight division and in the tag yeah. division there because they're not being used on Raw or SmackDown. So I say, give them what they want. Give the people what they want. Let's get heart and soul together again. Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander as a tag team working cruiserweight matches in NXT at full sail. And Tyler Breeze gets to work now. He's had, I think he had like 50 matches after WrestleMania on the NXT brand. So, I mean, he's he's actually getting to work and work live events and all that good stuff and if they they need him for something else, they can call him up and have him do something. And yep. why not? But, ah, yep. oh, man. Uh, I, Swerve's got so good. And he's, really he's just going to keep getting better. He's just going to keep getting better. It's no surprise WWE was willing to allegedly contract tamper to try to get a hold of this guy, which is what happened with MLW. MLW was like, uh, uh, maybe step back a little bit. That's our guy, and they lost him anyway. But we also uh, get, as we're already almost through this awesome episode of NXT, we get some hype for the NXT Women's Championship Top Contender Battle Royal match. Well, we see Chelsea Green being pulled out of the match by Robert Stone. Now, from what I understand, there are some participants that were last-minute additions, last-minute subtractions, some... Stuff like that that I'll be talking about on FightfulSelect.com. So make sure you guys go subscribe there. It's the most direct way to support us. Thank you guys. We hit our all-time high of subscribers today. But we also see Rhea Ripley interviewed backstage. She's still got some work to go on her promos, but she's that's to be expected. That's, yeah. she's, uh, she's, got, she's got a ways to go. Yeah, I mean, this is a... This is still a new character she's playing by yeah, all true. intents and purposes. This was not what she was doing a couple of years ago. So, I, you know, I got to say, as far as battle royals go, this is one of the best women's battle royals, period. Now, yeah. I mean, you could probably throw out one of the Royal Rumbles. I think that the last women's Royal Rumble was really good. The first one, maybe not so hot, but... Man, so often you see in the women's matches, because of biological reasons, the eliminations are very telegraphed. You go up on the apron, you get hit, that's just the way it is. It sucks sometimes. This didn't suck. This was very good. We got, one, a returning Casey Catanzaro, who it had been reported by Casey of Squared Circle Sirens that maybe she was looking to retire, however... Uh, I know a lot of you all don't maybe not subscribe to his, his Patreon, but it's definitely worth it. Check it out. He had reported a while back that she actually met with Triple H, and Triple H loves Casey Catanzaro. She was back, had a nice highlight spot, but Shayna Baszler was back. Warren, did that surprise you to see her back in action? Yep, because I really thought they were saving Shayna for the Women's Royal Rumble, that that was going to be the next mm -hmm. moment that she was going to pop up. So, yeah, I was surprised. I, I was definitely surprised, but you know what? It added a nice, uh, it, it added a nice level of drama to the whole thing because you have the final boss of the NXT women's division coming back. You're like, uh oh, now yeah. we're all in trouble kind of thing. I liked, I liked it. Don't, I absolutely dug it. So I was asking around all day. I was like, who's going to be in this? Who's not going to be in this? I was told like, as of a few days ago that WDB officials weren't even sure if they'd have Deanna in it because that nobody knew what her status was because of the raw appearance. Like mm. they they weren't even told anything after they appeared on Raw until they were like, "Oh yeah, hey Chelsea, by the way, you're going to be on NXT. I know we had you on Raw and Main Event like three times, but uh, <laughs> and you didn't have the NXT nameplate that Deanna had. But hey, of course you're going to be here. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, Deanna added to this, so she's on TV months." 
after they had her and Chelsea appear in the crowd, which just looks even dumber now because they haven't done anything with the tag division. Now, Shotzi ends up eliminating Shayna Baszler, which is big. Clearly going to set up something in the future. Then, like, there's a little bit to unpack here. Mercedes gets a nice showcase. Alex, who do you think, besides the winner, Bianca Belair, who do you think gained the most from this battle royal? I think Mercedes is her first her first night in NXT, and she's got to stand toe-to-toe with, as Warren says, the final boss. Oh, a week after NXT. she showed up at the PC. That's true. I mean, well, the thing is that, like, it's Mercedes Martinez. Yes. Like, she's she's had 8 million matches in her career. But like, not she many on TV. Not many on TV, but, I mean, I, I feel like, hey, Mercedes, that's the hard cam. Like, that's all I got to tell her, yeah. and she'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? She knows what she's doing. But timing for commercials is a real thing. Like, sure, AJ sure. Styles I mean, had worked on TV for right. 20, or not yeah. 20 years, 17 years by the time he made it to WWE, and he was like, man, I needed NXT. Like yeah. that—that's well, humbling to hear. I think the the good part about it is that it's a battle royal, and you've got seventy five officials on the outside. Yep. And and the, she knows, like, if I stay near the ropes, one of them will come up to me and tell me when the next spot is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that's that's helpful in this in this situation. Uh, I was going to say, like, there were a lot of uh, baits and switches around this. That Chelsea Green was supposed to be in there and then they pulled her out and a little thing like Rob uh, Robert Stone said no you're not going to debut that way uh, okay fine um uh also Dakota Kai was pictured in the original graphic of this battle royal um but she wasn't in it she made an appearance later and attacked Tegan Knox um so that they're furthering that storyline but she wasn't in the match as she was uh, um addressed to be what i would have loved if they would have said um Chelsea Green p- pulled out late and so we're going to have to find a, find a way to fill her spot. And that's why Shayna Baszler was, was a late addition, mm-hmm. where nobody knew she was going to be in there. Because Chelsea Green left that day, Shayna came in and said, I want that spot. And Regal would have said, sure. Why who not? Who might I deny you? Why not? Um, but I thought this was great. I Honestly, I thought there was a 70% chance Shayna was winning this thing when she showed up. Because they always do a rematch and, and the... The, the the person who's going up or now over loses that rematch. That's how it always works. So I was surprised they didn't. I think it's a good I think it's a good yes. thing because fresh blood in 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 the in the women's division in the title picture is good. Also, that Shotzi eliminated her. That's a thing. I don't know if that's a hey we're going to push this new person who eliminated Shayna. Or if Shayna gets to murder somebody on her way out of, out of the division, I think know? I think constant rematches for years have stifled NXT. It's stifled their growth, it's stifled creativity. Agreed. It's just over and over. I I don't need it. Uh, looking at this match, I, I'm watching this, and you, you get the full Bianca EO match at the end of this. It's yes. To draw a male-female comparison, it was very Shawn Michaels Undertaker at the end of the 07 Rumble where you get like a singles match at the end of this. And this was awesome. And it really seemed like maybe a bye-bye to Io Shirai. And maybe it should be because they do not need her in NXT. They don't. Like, there are some people who I think really need NXT. I think Mercedes could use NXT because of the reasons we mentioned earlier. Uh, I don't think... I think if they were going to bring up somebody up early, Deanna would have been somebody because, quite frankly, she was working TNA TV in her eighth match ever. She's worked TV a bunch. She's worked Ring yeah. of Honor TV. She's worked all this different stuff. Um, had they wanted to bring Chelsea Green up, for the love of God, she was Impact Champion over there. She's worked TV. Mia Yim, even though she had worked a bunch of TV, I think she still needs NXT. Like, really... Again, in all facets of it. But I think that Shayna's ready to go. I think EO's ready to go. And the thing is, I don't think the division has hurt that much from it, Warren. No, I do not, especially with the influx of women that they just added here. Isn't Uh, that psychotic to think? Losing EO and Shayna doesn't hurt that much. I, I, I took notes on a little pink uh, wow. sticky here. Wow. Just looking at the women who are in this match, look at this depth they have. They have Candice LeRae, Bianca, Mercedes Martinez, Diana, Tegan Knox, 
who uh, uh, yeah, Tegan Knox, EO, they have Shotzi, Santana Garrett as well is in there. And Dakota Kai wasn't even in the match. She was there. Chelsea wasn't there. That's, that is your very definition of death. And losing EO wouldn't be a problem. Send EO to Raw or SmackDown. They need that type of woman up there. There are women who are active members of the NXT roster who were not in this match as well. Not, not that I said that they're at the top of the division, but they still still add depth. Sure. Tainara, Tainara wasn't in this match. She's had several t- TV matches. Um, uh, Aaliyah, not that I not that be found a, either. Yeah, right, exactly. So what I'm saying is that that I I, I agree with you, uh, Sean, that this 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 is uh, so NXT women matches almost um, deep to a fault. Like there's not that many spots for so many great women, and when I I'm sitting here, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week for sour graps, and I go, we got one women's match on Raw because there's nothing else to do besides like have the, we got Becky's doing her thing with with Oscar, Kyrie's I'm assuming still not not good to go, so you have Charlotte versus Sarah Logan is a feud. You, you tell me you couldn't do a little upgrade. With somebody getting in there in the ring with Charlotte instead of Sarah Logan, I think Sarah Logan's fine, but she's not what these women would be if they got pulled pulled up. So this there's just so much there. I still think before this, before I realized they were going to give Bianca another shot at the NXT Women's Title, I was praying that they would find a way to get her up on SmackDown because uh, Bianca Belair is absolutely ready to be a charismatic force on Friday nights, and I'm glad that she's getting another title shot. But they got to pull a trigger with her at some point. And just one last thing real quick, when the P, when the Performance Center picture of Mercedes Martinez started circulating, going around, if you guys are still wondering what kind of impact this woman has or how appreciated she is, the number of women's wrestlers who tweeted it out, congratulating her, saying how great she was and so on and so forth, was uh, quite the opposite of what we saw yeah, a, little, yeah. a few days ago this weekend, including Allison Kay, uh, NWA yeah. Women's Champion, who flat out said – and did it without stepping on anyone. So, oh boy, there you do go. I do I have more on that on FightfulSelect.com <laughs> this weekend? Been talking to members of that Wow Women of Wrestling roster. I got mm-hmm. stories on that coming up. I've got stuff on Ring of Honor and Marty Skrull coming up. I got a lot of WWE and NXT notes coming up throughout the weekend. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A show dropped tonight. Bianca Belair wins the Battle Royal. I think it's the right call. She ain't beating Rhea, though. Not this soon. Not and, like that. And that's the thing. Bianca is a victim of timing. But the fortunate thing is she's got a whole lot of time to do a lot of other things in WWE and NXT. And like, it, there's so many people that get upset and they're hurt about, oh, call up this, call up that. They're going to screw up this person. They're going to screw up that person. Look at Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross did not have an NXT run. I think they have handled her fantastically in, on on the main roster once they finally used her. And they made a great excuse for why they didn't use her. And they parlayed it into the story to why wouldn't she become best friends with the girl who got her on TV? Like, they, they were able to do some good stuff there. Lacey Evans did not have an extended NXT run, and she's gotten far beyond what she could have wanted in her first year uh, being called up. So, lots of stuff there. Uh, a good, good NXT episode. Pretty concise, all things considered. And if you want things to be concise, while you're learning guitar, 
check out our friends at Fender Play. Fender.com slash podcast. Use that code Fightful. Did you all know that learning an instrument has been shown to reduce stress, enhance brain development, even boost your immune system? Fender Play is going to show you how every step of the way. Fender.com slash podcast. Fender Play is the complete online learning platform for your guitar, bass, and ukulele. With Fender Play, you can uh, play your first song in just minutes with short, easy-to-follow lessons taught by experienced instructors. It's different because it features a step-by-step song-driven learning path tailored to your musical taste and built around your schedule from your phone, tablet, or computer. An annual subscription is cheaper than the cost of one traditional music lesson. With Fender Play, you can master chords, songs, techniques at your own pace. With bite-sized lessons, you can watch anywhere, anytime. You can track your progress. You can pick it up where you left off if you have to go do something. You can share your success and get support from instructors in Fender's online exclusive community. And you can get unlimited access to hundreds of lessons and features for an entire year, all for less than the cost of that one traditional music lesson. My cousin played guitar. He's learning ukulele on this thing right now. I don't know why he wants to learn ukulele, but he's learning ukulele on this app. And he says it's very easy. I'm really excited to, I don't know, maybe he's going to write me a theme song for Tall Served on the ukulele. And right now, you all can try Fender Play for free for two weeks. You just go to Fender.com slash podcast. Use the code Fightful. And when that uh, free trial's up, you save half off a Fender Play annual plan. Fender.com slash podcast. Code Fightful. This offer ends Monday, January 20th at midnight Pacific time. So act fast. Let them know you heard about them from us. Warren, do you play the ukulele? Uh, No, I don't, but I have watched people play the ukulele. I have too. I have too. And I do not play guitar, but I do own... A Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar. That's true. Warren, or Alex remembers this. I sarcastically <laughs> bought it. I remember it well. Because it was $25 online. And I was like, it would be irresponsible to not buy this. Then Jeff right, Jarrett came back to the company like two months later. And they raised the prices back up to 200 bucks each and sold a few. <laughs> Let me tell you, not as good of a deal as Fender Play. No. Whoo, boy. AEW, Bash at the Beach. Oh, we mentioned this before. There was not much beach here. They threw they they threw a bikini-clad babe and some surfboards and some palm trees. And I'll say this. They got the most use out of the bikini-clad woman, Warren. Yep. Yeah, they got their they, 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 they got their money's worth on that. I'm pretty sure that the most uh that the most uh, heard line in the production truck tonight was Reset the crane on the babe. Reset the crane on the babe. You would think that this was WWN in 2016 trying to get footage of Matt Riddle before they knew he was going to go to WWE. They're like, we got to get this footage. It's going to be worth something one day. Like, where is she about to sign that AEW is like, we got to have all this footage of her. It's going to be worth something one day. Somebody's going to want this library of this this woman. My God, this was obnoxious, but oh well. We get the AEW World Tag Team Title Top Contender match. Thought it was a damn good match. Page and Omega win, and I, I like that. It continues their uh, sort of sort of hot streak. They've they've been a pretty consistent tag team for a while now, mm-hmm. and they're going around Page's drinking issues. As later on, we see them. Well, we see Paige confront SCU and Omega try to calm things down, but I, I rather like this match, Warren. I let I this is consistent with AEW, right? AEW's out the gate will always start with a match and will start with a hot, hot match. So this is this has sort of become your standard bearer and they never disappoint. And in this case it didn't disappoint as well. Uh I I really liked how they weaved the uh, Paige is annoyed at the at the elite situation. You know, I like the moment where Nick Jackson was was in the elite's corner and wanted to tag in, and both Paige and Omega had their hands out, and Nick sort of went, mm, and he went for Omega. And for a second, I thought Paige Paige re- is really playing this off fantastically. Where 
you can tell it's just it's just bugging him. It's just getting to him. And I thought he was just going to jump off the ramp. And you know what? Screw you guys. I'm done kind mm-hmm. of thing. I really thought he was going he was going to go into the audience, start drinking beers with people. Um, if anything, this match, that, uh, which was fantastic, I thought everyone pulled out their great, great stuff. It, I think it, it, it underscores how much uh, LAX have not been used to their full potential yet. And I think that their feud with the Bucks has been terminated too quickly because because LAX is the type of team that can really pull the best out of the young Bucks. We all know what we all know that the there are certain types of matches that the Bucks are uh, perform that aren't everyone's cup of tea, right? Sure. But when they're paired with LAX or all the guys that were in the ring here tonight, they play a more I don't want to say sensible. That's not the word I want, but a more uh, 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 grounded type of tag team wrestling. Something that that is more uh, that is less spot heavy and more uh, more uh, uh, focused on 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 the action on in ring and development. I felt that the Bucks were fantastic tonight, and when they're, all their interactions with LAX should. Mm, just got me going. No, oh, I, I, I really want more of this feud, and I, I really feel LAX have not been used to their to their top potential as of yet. And uh, to me, teams in AEW, everybody gets fifty fifty too much. It's a real problem. There aren't any real good big dominant teams besides SCU, besides the champions. That's it. Everybody beats everybody. Young Bucks have already lost to four or five different teams. And mm-hmm. they're supposed to be the the greatest team in the world? Ah, okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with Paige and Hangman winning this because there has been a bit of a story to this. And if there's anything that AEW is lacking besides some definitive teams, like some dominant teams, it is some story-driven stuff. And this has been story-driven at, at the very least. The thing is, though, just since we're talking about stories and, and Omega, one thing that WW, um, excuse me, that AEW is, is does a lot, and I think they do it because they feel they can, but at the same time, they need to refocus. Who is a, Omega has this thing with Paige, but isn't he also in a feud with with Pac at the same time? Don't they have a thing? Isn't Pac beating beating up his little buddy Michael Nak- Nakazawa every week? And this wasn't even addressed this week, so. I don't mind if – like I'm, I'm smart enough to handle a wrestler being in two storylines at once, but I also need development in my storylines. And uh, so if they want to go one or the other, that's fine. If they want to do both at the same time though, uh, they got to give me a bit of that as well. And somebody says uh, records reset at the end of the year. Yeah, that, that they do reset each year, but still you don't forget that all those teams have beaten these people. Like people don't forget. These matches happened just because the records reset. That's fine. I mean, you know, I watched the Bengals in the playoffs for four or five straight years. I didn't forget that they blew it the four or five years that preceded it. Like I knew what was going to happen. It was it was there. Cody comes out, cuts a, a great promo as is tradition. Mm-hmm. This guy is the most consistently amazing babyface promo in wrestling, and that ain't easy to do. To come out there and cut a babyface promo all the time. Alex, he knocks it out of the park every single time. Every single time. Without fail. I mean, it, it's... Huh. You know, and he's the booker! He's the booker. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we 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 used to talk about this a lot more. But now it's one of those things where, like... And they had this, this, they had this guy doing Stardust. And wouldn't let him stop doing Stardust. Like, look at, I mean, like, look at how he's got the entire crowd in the palm of his hand through this whole thing. And, like, I mean, he's, he's so, so good at it. And I love, I love that they, they've, they've, that he is this top guy you want to root for. And as it currently stands, he's not allowed to ever be the champion. So you can always have this other thing going on because we love Cody so much. That is a second equal to the top championship feud because that's a thing that WWE really struggles with is fi- is making things that aren't involving the belts 
important. Well, now you got a guy who, through story, isn't allowed to be part of that, and that that thing, whatever he's doing, is going to be always as important as whatever's going on with Jericho or whoever's carrying the strap. Perfect. Warren? Uh, I concur, and I really liked in his promo uh, tonight that he referred back to his promo a few weeks ago when he... You remember when we talked about that promo and I thought, you know, it was like, ah, he's doing a lot of flexing. I didn't really care for it. And he came out tonight semi-apologetic saying, you know, I came out a couple of weeks ago asking MJF what he wanted. And I was being, you know, uh, I was being self-righteous and, and indignant. And I was like, oh, OK, cool, Cody, uh, at least. So it was a um, it was a moment of fallacy. You, you you had a moment of weakness. You just wanted to throw everything at him. I liked it. Ah, I, look, Cody Rhodes, man, microphone, uh, gold every time. I liked it a lot more than Joey Janela's promo. His was way too overdramatic for me. Uh, I, I like the imagery. I, I like the facial expressions. I thought the delivery was maybe too a little too dramatic. Your thoughts, Warren? Oh, I agree. Uh, Janela J- Janela is supposed to be a he, he's a party guy. You know, he's supposed to be like the this very loose uh, bro. You know, uh, it it felt a little too serious. Figured that he he probably could have leaned a little more into uh, uh, into some zingers, some one liners, but uh, yeah, no, it, it it wasn't it. And I've seen him talk on the mic b- before. He can be a lot more natural than this. Dare I say this one? Dare I say this one felt a little scripted <laughs> in AW, but it did. Ah. Uh... Nightmare Collective against Sheeta and Stratlander, or Statlander. This match sucked. And all day, it was supposed to be Awesome Kong. Okay, so Brandy Rhodes replaced her. And I'm going to get heat for this. Brandy Rhodes is the best thing about this match. By a country fucking mile. She was the only person that didn't blow a bunch of spots. Only person I saw character out of. She's cutting my hair next month. There's a lot to the fact that she was the best thing about this match. But also, I'm not just saying this because of that. Like, this wasn't good. This was no. bad. And unless we get the Chris Statlander that we saw originally in AEW, like, immediately following this, she ain't the answer. Because that kick to the head looked so weak. She whiffed on the, the shooting star. Hikaru Shida was softballing stuff in. Melanie Cruz was not the person to be in there. And here's the thing. Awesome Kong wasn't going to be any better, Warren. We, well, here's, kn- we know that by now. Now, here's this is what we were talking about last week. What is the end game to the Nightmare Collective? This is and, – and we were confronted Get with Luther it. over. And we were confronted, yeah. Apparently, the Kraken Wise with uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, Justin, uh, right, right on ringside, right? We yeah. got that. We we got him on on camera doing that. Um, the end game with the Nightmare Collective. What is it? We don't know what it is. And right, so but now you have the leader of the Nightmare Collective, who was in a match with one of her underlings, and the face is one. What else is there to say? Where do we go from this point on there? Because like we said, even even if Awesome Kong had been in this match, it would not have made the match any better. It would still have probably been much more of a train wreck. Or maybe maybe Sheeta and Statlander would have been a little more confident laying kicks in than on Brandy. I don't know. But I don't know where you go with the Nightmare Collective moving forward here. You could just simply... Pull the plug on it, honestly, because I don't know. There is no, there is no more story to tell. And then you focus on on your women's division that do have very talented, capable women that are able to wrestle, and that you've been keeping off of TV for the past couple of weeks for some reason. Because the big swole is still is yeah. still there. They uh, like they there are like. 10 to 12 people on that roster. And when they signed them, I was like, why'd they sign them? Why'd they, did they need these people? Like, was somebody else going to come up and snatch them up? Like, Allie's already out of the ring. She's, she's managing. Leva doesn't wrestle anymore. Like, there's, 
and and besides, Leva uh, Leva was very hit or miss, you know. But you still have yeah. B Priestley, B Priestley. She's Stardom Women's Champion. I mean, let's do stuff with her. They, they signed um, Luther. But by the way, sorry to interrupt. Who got go ahead. right in front of the damn camera in the middle of Sheeta's entrance? Like, I get it. He's probably not been on TV in a while. But don't get right in front of the camera, bro. It's obviously <laughs> filming her. She's doing her entrance. And I know that you're you're doing your whole, ooh, I'm a creepy, creepy Nightmare Collective guy. Come on. <laughs> don't, don't screw up TV. They, they got to make an adjustment is the thing. Now, we're going to parlay this into talking about the new deal, the new TV deal. They re-upped. Uh, the deal is like $45 million a year, $43 million a year, something like that. It includes production costs. So really, on the surface, looks like an increase of about $15 million a year. You could do a hell of a lot worse. AEW sure. has earned the confidence of TNT. Warren, your thoughts when you had heard about this? It's it's good news. There There's mm-hmm. nothing but good news as a wrestling fan for that kind of stuff. That means that... I'm, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the word boom period. I, I, I don't think that's what we're in, but there is an uptick in the interest of wrestling. And as a wrestling fan, if you are able to have a mainstream alternative to WWE, because there's always been alternatives to WWE, but a mainstream alternative on cable television, then that is good for you. It's good for, it's good for me. It's good for WWE as well, because when they're in competitive mode, they get a lot more interesting. And uh, and it just makes more options for everyone. And anyone who doesn't like this, I don't understand. I don't understand why you can't be happy that a major na- nationwide promo- promotion is able to secure more years on television and get more hours sure. on television as well. Sure, I'm completely for this. Dark Order recruitment, we've been there, we've done that. AEW World Heavyweight Contender Tournament Semi-Final, something of that nature. Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley. Sammy looked like a million freaking bucks in this match. Um, Moxley ends up winning this. Uh, I thought it was a really fun match. Caught him with a rear naked choke and taps him out. This coming mere hours after he's announced finally facing Josh Barnett at Bloodsport. I don't think that was a coincidence. I love this. I losing to losing to John Moxley doesn't hurt Sammy a bit. I thought this match went a long way. He did everything he could to sell the hell like crazy for John Moxley. This was good stuff, Warren. I love I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. Uh both of them work really well together. Uh you can't help but think, you know, when when the Bloodsport announcement was made, you know, and Moxley being 2 and 0 over Wrestle Kingdom weekend yeah. in New Japan, I can't help but wonder, or at least be happy for John Moxley that he's in a position where he doesn't he doesn't need a wrestling company. You know what I mean? He doesn't need AEW. He doesn't need New Japan. Doesn't need WWE. He can do yeah. whatever he wants, and the more he does stuff, the more he becomes a draw, and that is fantastic for him. Absolutely fantastic. And the cards are – he holds all the cards. He can – he really can just do whatever it is he wants. Well, except for beat up the inner circle. They attacked him. Uh, Hager kicked Moxley in the balls. Jericho takes a spike and stabs Moxley in the eye with it. Where are you on stabbing in the eye, uh, Alex? Here's what I was actually thinking to myself. <laughs> when I saw Jericho's jacket, I was like, well, just stop everything. Just hold him up and have – like Jericho, like run into him shoulder first, like yeah. a little John Cena shoulder block would just impale him on 17 different places and he'd be dead. And little did I know that the thing they had planned was for him to pull one of the spikes out and jam it and, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, to, uh, to Moxley's eye. So he would look like solid snake from metal gear by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that happened. I'm fine with it. It was it was an angle. It yeah. Further this, uh, the inner sure. circle get interviewed backstage. Jericho says uh, this wasn't his or inner circle's fault, and they're going to do the same to Jurassic Express next week. Yeah, sure, cool. On the cruise. Yeah. MJF, the butcher, and the blade with the bunny and the Wardlow, the low 
the load of Ward, um, defeated Diamond Dallas Page, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. This was still fun. God damn, DDP is in shape. It is ridiculous. But uh, he, DDP is still wearing. He's still wearing rib tape from his an injury back in 1997. <laughs> that. That is long-term storytelling right there. Yes, it is. And he should be because he, as Alex, as you pointed out on Twitter, it became like alternate attire in WCW yeah. Revenge. I yeah. loved it. I had an action figure that had rib tape. The, the rib tape, the rib tape that is there forever. And somebody was like, well, you know, the, the one of the surefire ways to make sure that your ribs won't heal and that you'll have to continue wearing rib tape is by wrestling every week. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You're never going to get better. But as as DDP proves, not the case. You can go decades yeah. without wrestling and still need yep. the rib tape. You'll still need the rib tape. Huh. I, I dug it. You get the destroyer from from Dustin into the diamond cutter. MJF sold that so well. And then he got the hell out of the ring. It wasn't kicked out of, which is what I like. The pin was broken up. That's what I like. If you're going to... If you're gonna not pin somebody after a destroyer, please have it broken up. Uh, MJF then shocks QT Marshall with a roll up and gets the win. This is, t this is heel 101. Get the win on the least notable guy on the team. Yeah, of course. Type of yeah. stuff, Ward. Uh, if if you, if, D, if DDP Yoga allows you to do planchas off the top rope to the floor at age damn 60 whatever, um, then sign me up, I guess. I mean, that's that when I saw Paige do that, I was like, Siri, Dallas, like, don't you have grandkids? Like, don't you want to see them grow up? Come on, man. I'm like, did, did DDP have a Lloyd's of London policy? Cause there's no <laughs> way that's in effect. <laughs> By now, yeah. Lloyd is over in London saying, excuse me, sir, you've been doing these diamond cutters pretty often and you're 92. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this war and I thought it was effective stuff. Um, I want to point out that, uh, you know, since we're talking about older guys in wrestling, age 50, Dustin Rhodes has one of the best hot tags in the business right now. So he, true. He's got he one of the really, best Canadian destroyers in the business too. There you go. Um, the only, the only difference, the only thing that I would have done different here, I would have let MJF pin ddp and i don't know if sure. it was a question i don't know if it was a question of ddp yoga whatever you know that's like <laughs> but i i really i think mjf would have benefited much more yes pinning dd uh, ddp because ddp is part of the nightmare family uh Co cody's uh, extended family stable whatever you want to call it it would have just been a nice little nod qt marshall is you know, he's your JTTS. That's what he's for. But I, I, and it would have surprised us and it would have done wonders for MJF moving forward. The promo he would have cut next week. Oh hit, hit him with a pair of brass knuckles or something if you don't want him to bump big time or something. Cause I, I get that, that could be a concern, but I, I completely agree with you. MJF should have gotten a smooth flat on their back in the middle of the ring win. Because the thing is, you're going against the biggest baby face, the best baby face promo in wrestling, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Got to get some effective wins. We see the, the thing backstage with SCU. Hangman Page interrupts. Kenny Omega intervenes. Omega's playing this up pretty well. We're starting to see some character out of Omega, too, which he desperately needed, Warren. Yep, I agree. Uh, showing concern for his friend. You can tell, you can tell that they're really, that they're, not just playing an alcoholic angle for an alcoholic angle. Yes. You, you see, you know, from Private Party and from Omega, there is some concern. You know, uh, Paige took a a, a cup of uh, a cup from a fan going back up the ramp, and Omega sort of took it out of his hand, and Paige went back to get one. So you can you can tell there's something building there uh, that uh, Paige is struggling with something. I appreciate it. It's good stuff. I like it. Main event, the tag or the top contender semifinal. Pack defeated Darby Allen. Uh, Pack after the match declared himself the top contender, but he's interrupted <laughs> by John Moxley, who was being taken away in an ambulance. But he got out and headed to the ramp. Yeah, you know, Darby Allen is so good in this role, Warren. I think like, the guy who's got it. You know, he's at the level, and, and one day he'll break through. But right now is not the time. 
And Pac takes advantage of that. What did you think of this? I thought it was fantastic. I really love this match. And it's a great pairing because Pac is brutal. He's strong. He can snap you in two with that tilt-a-world backbreaker. Oh, my God. I wish I, – I'm glad that I'm not a pro wrestler so that I never have to take one of those. Those always look nasty. I care about pain. He doesn't care about his body. So he's like, mm-hmm. throw everything at me. And his, his dives, his suicide dives again, he's just like he, – they are literally suicidal. It, they're fantastic. Uh, the crucifix bomb that he <laughs> hit was amazing. His code red as well. This was a great, great match. I loved Moxbeard the pirate uh, coming out at the end to just exchange some words as well. It, it, this was fun. And there's nothing more frightening in wrestling, I believe, is as Pac looking straight into the camera, tilting his head forward a little bit. With just that, with that slight scowl and saying, "I'm coming for you." It's just one of the mo- systematically terrifying, incredible. I loved, I loved the main event. Reminder, guys, over on Fightful Select, Alex will have Raw and SmackDown uh, reviews this week. Raw has been pretty good lately, and Alex's dudes have been doing stuff, so uh, that, that's worth watching. We have the Weekender podcast, NXT UK, NWA, Two Hundred Five Live, all that good stuff. Uh, Beyond is covered by Steven Jensen. I have a Q&A that's up where I answer over 100 questions. I'm going to do the select newscast. And I have the Backstage Report podcast. Every week I give you backstage exclusive news that you only hear from Fightful or you'll hear it there first. Contract updates, injury updates, stats, all that good stuff. And I've got more news dropping on Fightful Select throughout this weekend. Go check it out. Next week I'm going to do a bonus show, all Royal Rumble Q&A. Uh, historical rumbles, all that good stuff. And me and Warren also do some great retro reviews over there, so those are worth checking out. Now, as we put a bow on AEW, uh, tonight we had the top contender tournament thing, and that's good. That You add stakes to two matches, you get reason to care about them. We knew who was going to win both of those matches. Anybody who pays attention to the show knows who is. They can't do that all the time. So, naturally, you're going to have a couple matches that just don't matter in the middle there. I really think they could benefit from a mid-card title or a secondary title. And especially with them adding another show, guys, I think they really need it. Because they've got so many guys that are in the middle that need something. And that that goofy ring ain't going to do it for me. It ain't going to do it for me. Now, here's here's my question. You've already got NWA with a national title. You got a North American title. You got Intercontinental, US. You got Ring of Honor with a TV title. New Japan has 74 championships. 74 championships. Alex, what what kind of title do you throw in there if if you could? Um, I don't the the elitist championship? Oh, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't I mean like I'm trying to figure out something that's different, but I mean, I I I agree with you. Um, maybe it's the the Jacksonville title. Uh, I, I they seem to be so attached to to that to that that city on the Atlantic Ocean in Florida. But I was thinking to myself as you were talking about like all the guys, like somebody like Pac could take that title and anchor it for like nine months and just take on all comers up and down, and whoever beats him, that would be a major major deal. Like, there's a great, great way of, of getting something over like that. Well, because Warren left and then returned, you now see Alex in the Warren slot on the podcast and vice versa. <laughs> Warren, uh, plug your stuff before we go. Hey, what a perfect time to come back. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is where I do all uh, my own stuff and I have my own uh, my own weekly recap show tomorrow evening, 9 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. I uh, fixed it. So, Alex, you're back in the middle. Uh, Alex, tell the people what you're up to. Uh, I, I do two shows a week. Uh, Sour Graps on uh, Fightful Select where everything sucks. Uh, come on and and watch on Friday, where I'm sure that I will lose my mind yeah. about uh, Lacey Evans' skit that she does with the chicken. We we started to post these live, by the way, guys, as best we can. Whenever whenever time allows, uh, we run those live, so you'll get a notification and all that stuff. Uh, make sure you guys check out FightfulSelect.com. As I mentioned, the the most direct way to support us. 
Uh, we're going to try to hit up a Warner Media Group about getting our damn YouTube back. We'll see how that goes. But remember, guys, April 2nd, Thursday, 4 p.m., Coppertail Brewery in Tampa, Florida, Primetime Pro Wrestling presents Sean Ross Sapp, Servital. Be one of several people there. <laughs> Until next time, we're out. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.